Got something you're grinding on? You're listening to The Grind. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And good Thursday to you, and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Chris Hips as we grind it out here on a Thursday edition, a pick segment Thursday, as tomorrow we get back on the Friday evening grind and uh, and go call some Red Rebel football. I'm excited about that tomorrow night. Chris, how you doing, man? Had a, had a pretty good week? Doing great. Good deal, good deal. Uh, Chris uh, coming in here all, all comfy. Uh, I will not tell you what his shirt says, but uh, it is it is epic, uh, to say the least. You, you just have to visualize just a really cool shirt. Yeah, yeah. We'll just leave it where it's at. <laughs> where it's at. But, man, uh, excited to have pick day here. You know, a lot of stuff going on this week. A lot of stuff not going on this weekend. As, as you know, SEC's canceled several games this weekend. Uh, a lot of different things kind of up in the air as far as COVID and high school fo- or college football, a lot of different things. Uh, but you know what ain't on on the up and up, the grind. We're we're gonna pick it out today, one way or another. Yeah, I'm excited about these picks, he's, and there's a bunch of great games on this lineup. He has got, I mean, he's got all. He's making reasons and all this and all that. I I just circled them. I just went with it. Yeah. Uh, but we're gonna do several prep games, several high school games from the around the area and in the region. And, and, and then we're going to go to college football. And then if we have time at the end, because last time I, I made an NFL kind of slate, and then we just didn't make it to it. So we'll, we'll see if we get there uh, this time. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a bunch of great games that we're going to be talking about here. I think so. I think so. We'll, we'll go ahead and jump in there. Uh, you know, and, and a lot of these are going to have some relationship to somebody somehow. Uh, we'll start with McMinn County at Dobbins-Bennett. Uh, McMinn County coming into this deal 10-1, uh, and one, their lone loss to the Red Rebels of Maryville. Dobbins-Bennett, 9-2, and two, uh, their lone losses to Science Hill and the Alcoa Tornadoes. So, uh, you know, this is a battle of, of 6A opponents. Uh, one is, is a common opponent to Maryville, so we kind of know what McMinn's going to have on the table. And then Dobbins-Bennett uh, at their place. Uh, sometimes it's a tough pay- place to play. Alcoa didn't have much problem with it, but uh, uh, what do you got on this one, Chris? Well, I'm actually leaning toward Dobbins Bennett in this matchup. Um, I think we, when we covered the McMahon County game, I mean, minus the running back Hunt for them, who's been an all-star, I mean, he was an amazing running back. However, I did make the statement if that one player wasn't there, that we were probably going to be looking at an 0-8 team instead of an 8-0 team at that right. time. Uh, Dobbins Bennett is coming in with a really good defense. I mean, they're one of the few teams that can say they actually held Alcoa to only 20 points this year. You know, Alcoa's been putting up at over 45 on each game. And they just came off a big uh, win over Cleveland last week. And, you know, so I'm leaning toward Dobbins Bennett over McMahon County in this matchup. Going with DB. Going with the Indians. The Indians. Well, I think I'm going to go with an Indian as well. I'm going to go with McMahon County. <laughs> Give me McMahon County. And it's for two reasons. One's Jalen and the other one's Hunt. Give me Jalen Hunt because here's the deal. Dude ran for 229 yards against the Red Rebel defense. And, I mean, they knew it was coming. 
You know what I'm saying? And uh, and and then they came. They after they took the loss to Maryville, eight and one. They've won two games back to back. So uh, I think McMinn County. Uh, you know, say what you want. I think people sell out to stop Mr. Hunt, and other things just kind of creep back in. Dobbins Bennett in that Alcoa game. When I watched it on TV, clock management late in the game wasn't good. So I think if it's close, McMinn County just salts it away uh, with the running ability of Mr. Hunt. So give me McMinn County. Give me Region Two Six A. Yeah, good split right off the bat. Hey, we we don't play around here. I'm yeah. making sure we. I almost covered my sheet up because he was looking over here oh, really hardcore yeah. pre pre show. But the next one seven and three Kingston uh, matches up with Alcoa ten and one. Already seen each other one time this season, and uh, Alcoa let's just say was Alcoa. They had their way with with Kingston. Uh, this matchup is probably not going to be very pretty. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say I go with the Alcoa Tornadoes. Uh, Honestly, I almost circled it when I printed the sheet. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the teams here in East Tennessee I think would be almost impossible to bet against unless they're playing the Maribel Rebels. I would circle them every time, 10 out of 10. And, I mean, they do have two, uh, what, potential – Mr. Titan football players on that one team. I mean, oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. Well, is it Greg Carroll? Is it yeah. Greg Carroll and Isaiah Cox? Yeah. And how many other teams can say they've had two players, you know, on the list for one team? Well, yeah, and and, and which I think they've done it multiple times. Yeah. But but Isaiah Cox also a recent commit to Cincinnati, the yeah. number six team in the country. Which I know there's like an asterisk. There's a COVID asterisk with that number six ranking. But but I you know, that's great for Isaiah to be able to kind of have some of that somewhat settled and, and be able to, to, you know, be be up for his team. Isaiah Cox is injured, probably not gonna go in this game, and I'm not sure what his what his future's gonna look like in this postseason. Again, with that commitment, you know, does he shut it down? We, we don't know. But there's there's guys on this team, you know, Anderson, uh, you talk about Greg Carroll, you talk about Ahmad Sankey. Uh, there's there's athletes all around this football team that honestly, if you're in three A, you're you're fighting for second. Like yeah. here's the deal: the the only person that you you can not mark it down. Whoever doesn't have to see Alcoa till the end, that's the second best team in the state. And you know, talking about Isaiah Cox, we work with uh, family members of him, so you know we hear about the uh, big push here recently. Not just Cincinnati, but a bunch of SEC teams have been sending in offers and. You know, I'm pretty sure his family's uh, pushing for the volunteers to send in an offer. Uh, you know, that'd be a great defensive back pickup right there. And hopefully, like you said, hopefully the shoulder will come back around and he'll be able to at least get back in maybe before the state championship game is what the hope is. Yeah, yeah, hope hope so. And that, that would be really good for, for him and that football team because even though they're they're stacked – I mean, he's just a difference yeah. maker. He really is real, really great athlete. So I both both Alcoa on that one just to clear it up. Yeah, that was easy. Just in case anybody was wondering, uh, eight and three Greenville uh, will head to nine and two Anderson County. This has been a matchup in four A that really has been a it, it's a it's a you know kind of a turn in the road. Both these teams are very good, uh, and, and really both of these teams have have made some noise post this matchup. For about the last three or four years, ever since this alignment uh, came to be, Anderson County has has had two, I think the last two seasons have been perfect heading into this matchup. This year, not the case as they saw two defeats in the regular season, but Greenville, not the the perennial uh, dominant Greenville team that we're used to seeing. Uh, Greenville, not only on the road, but they have the the not as good record at eight and three, nine and two Anderson County with one of the more electric entrances in high school football. 
Do you go with the Mavs or do you go with the Green Devils? Well, you already know where I want to probably stand on this one. I love that entrance. Go with the fireworks. Yeah, I love the entrance. I mean, that, what gets more hype than an amazing entrance. So, And I just love the way Anderson County's been playing here recently. You know, they kind of had the struggles at the beginning with the losses right. to Powell and South Noel, which mm-hmm. are decent teams. I mean, well, they're both like, playoff teams. Yeah, I was going to say, they're pretty good teams. But just since that last loss at, uh, at South Doyle, which was a 22-21 loss, they've been averaging 50 points a game, and you know they're blowing everybody out. So I'm going to stick with the hot team. Let's go with the Anderson County for me and the Mavs. Yeah, I like the Mavs too. A funny story, I, I can't remember who told me, but, but a guy told me one time that uh, I think you know the fireworks, of course, you know that's kind of their big deal. Well, at one point they made a rule that you couldn't have the fireworks on campus. And so they're, everybody's like, well, what are we going to do? That's kind of our – that's our tradition. That's everything like that. And for that one season, local businesses said, set them up in our parking lot and just made it happen. And so it was uh, – it still happened. And that community, you know, rallies around. Like I said, I had the opportunity at a previous stop to go a couple times to Anderson County. Uh, great host, great environment. Uh, the field, you know, it, it's it's all Maverick country once you get in in there. And uh, and they're they're really – uh, fun to watch always I, one of their things is they change their helmet every year you, did you know that i did not so they they always one time they'll go with the longhorn logo the next time they'll use the houston texan kind of logo uh, they change it every year that's kind of one of their things they do and uh, this year i think it's going to get to a second week of the playoffs victory give me anderson county give me the mavericks over the green devils i think first year head coach at greenville uh, is not going to be where he wants to be uh, but i think this is a good building season eight and four uh, i feel like will be where the green devils finish so yeah give me anderson county the next one uh guys the friends down the road greenback uh the cherokees had a rough regular season uh, kind of got into the playoffs with a four and six record uh, but they do do work there in round one and kind of shock the the uh, the opposing region. And uh, Cofield now will host the Cherokees, uh, a ten and zero Cofield team, a five and six Greenback squad. Chris, what do you got? Well, it pains me to have to uh, not choose a team that's nearby, but that Cofield team has been playing pretty amazing football here lately. I mean, their last playoff game was a complete blowout. And Greenback just, to me, they haven't had the weapons. You know, we got to watch the game down there a couple weeks ago, and they just don't have that Holden Willis. They don't have uh, the uh, quarterback, uh, Braden Carnes. Braden Carnes, yeah. You know, they just don't have that person that's been stepping up that week in and week out. You know, and it's been difficult because I know they've had a lot of COVID losses and a lot of COVID wins on this season. So they haven't got to play as many games as Coldfield and like I said, I'm going to go with Colfield. I'm going to go with the team that's just steamrolling right now. Hmm. So, we're at a crossroads. You go with Colfield. They're 10-0. and 0. It would be really easy for yeah. me just to match it and say, Chris, you know, you're right. You're, you're the season. You have more stats, whatever. <laughs> but here's what I'm going to say. Colfield or uh, Greenback, those COVID losses could very much be victories. They could have been. Week one of the playoffs, 63-16 to 16 win over Unica, Unaka, however you want to say it. I say Unica. Troy Provo Heron yesterday said Unaka. I don't know. Maybe he's probably right. He's, the, he's more educated than I am. Yeah. But 63 points to 16 for Unica. That, and, and, again, Greenback didn't necessarily roll into the playoffs with a sterling record. I say when you go to the playoffs – 
Zero zeros your record. So this is a one and zero Greenback team going to two and zero this weekend. Give me Greenback. Okay, I like. The, Give me Greenback. Like the flip. Give me Greenback. Like it. Like it. Uh, next one on the docket. Again, Pigeon Forge, one of the feel good stories of the area. Seven and three on the season. Head to GP nine and two on the season. These two teams met earlier in the season. A three point GP win over Pigeon Forge. One that they. It was a sloppy situation, wet night, and uh, and Pigeon Forge felt like they had something out there for them and just couldn't get the deal done. Pigeon Forge on the road at GP. Do the Tigers get the best of uh, of the Highlanders, or do you go with the Highlanders, the home team? Well, I've always said, you know, it's great to uh, play the team that you are going to have to go up against later on. And, I mean, confidence is key, right? So... It was a fifteen to twelve yeah. game too. Tight. It was it was a sloppy wet game from what we've heard about it. And I love a good upset every now and then. So I'm actually going to take Pigeon Forge in this matchup. You going with P Forge? I'm going Man, with I Pigeon thought, Forge. I thought that was gonna be my flip switch other than Greenback. That was gonna be my flip switch of the week. And and here's the reason I go with I also go with Pigeon Forge, just to kind of close that loop. Uh and the reason I do that, they lost the GP. 15 to 12. They lost to Kingston 7 to 6. I mean, when you talk about it and their other their other four games victories, they allowed 0 0, both of those 35-0 wins, and then they allowed 6 points to Scott County and 15 points to Claiborne. Uh Claiborne I, I, I think they came into the playoffs 9 and 1. So, uh I think Pigeon Forge's defense is going to do something. It's always different seeing a team for the second time. I think 15 is probably the high water mark for the Highlanders. A clear night Friday night. Give me the Tigers. Give me Pigeon Forge to get the win. Uh, thought that was going to be one I could get back on you, but <laughs> not so fast. The next one, a battle of Knox County Schools. 8-3 and three Knox Halls. The Red Devils uh, head to Knox Central. The Bobcats, they're 9-2. and two. Uh, Bobcats the reigning two-time 5A state champion, uh, and Knox Hall's having a great season. Uh, who do you got on this one, Chris? Well, when you get to playoff time, experience is key, and there's one thing Knox Central has over Hall's, and that's playoff experience. Yeah, you know, first-year head coach, though. Yeah, they're, but they're a reigning champion. I mean, that team has still been putting up a lot of points. You know, that offense has been clicking. Uh, you know, looking at Hall's, they've played – They've played once already. They've played them really tough against Knox Central. I think it was 20-16 to 16 was the score in that matchup. But it also was the same week we're talking about with the Pigeon Forge game where it was very rainy conditions in this area. I think this time Knox Central is going to be more prepared. Whoa. And I think what they're going to actually – What do you? <laughs> I think Knox Central is going to be more prepared in this matchup. And so I'm going to go with the reigning champion, Knox Central. You know, I think it's hard. To, it's hard to go away from Knox Central. I mean, just the physical nature. I mean, last last year, I remember when we were getting ready for the season. I went and watched Knox Central and Maryville uh, as they did a preseason game. I know it's a thing of the past, right? You know, uh, uh, a scrimmage. Whoa, what, what's that? But Knox Central just had their business together. You know, they 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 carried themselves very well. Uh, did this? These two teams saw or met each other earlier in the season. Did you see that? Yes. Knox Halls victorious 20 to 16 yeah uh you know i think that's a bad taste in knox central's mouth i think i think they don't want to to go zero and two 
Uh, as much as they're 2-0 and in state championship games the last couple of years, they don't want to go 0-2 uh, to an in-county team, Knox Halls, a region opponent uh, for the Bobcats. I think they, they right the ship. I think they get to the third round of the playoffs with a victory over Knox Halls. Give me the Bobcats. I like, I like their uh, continuity. Uh, the new head football coach at Knox Central, very much uh, very similar to a lot of transition in high school. Head coach change but a lot of staff members stayed around. So I think the uh, pedigree still there uh, for a championship run. Give me Knox Central uh, to get the victory. The next one, a little bit of a uh, – I don't want to say a flip script, but uh, normally Oak Ridge is a very strong uh, team coming in the playoffs. They come in this year at 8-3 and three with some questionable losses. Ray County – 10 and 1 on the season and really just smashing people. Uh Oak Ridge, like I said, needing some uh some people to step up to get there. Ray County 10 and 1 looking down on Oak Ridge. What what do you see out of this one? Well, I'm actually going to lean toward Oak Ridge mainly yeah, for one it. reason. Um one of my wife Leanne, if she's listening, uh one of her nurse uh patients is son's place for Oak Ridge, one of the wide receivers and recently nice. Just talking to her about it, the excitement Oak Ridge has going in this game. And, you know, they're going down as an underdog right now. But they're thinking this is going to be a good win for them. Uh, Ray County just struggled last week with Fulton, which we've seen, you know, give Maribel a tough matchup. But, you know, a 14-0 win over Fulton gives uh, Oak Ridge a little bit more confidence knowing that they just came off a big 37-7 win last week. Yeah, yeah, so, over Saudi Daisy. Yeah, over Saudi Daisy, so – I'm going to go with the Oak Ridge here. So Oak Ridge, really, it intrigued me to pick Oak Ridge. And, and the reason I say that is is they have, they've, uh, they're they've one of the few teams that's beaten Powell. Uh, they beat them 28-27 late in the season, uh, kind of one of those deals where they, uh, you know, they beat Powell the next, season, the next week they get a COVID win over Fulton, and then here comes the playoffs, right? Saudi Daisy uh, gets to be the first opponent, and – and uh, and Oak Ridge gets the job done, but I think there's a there's a big difference uh, between Saudi Daisy and Ray County. I mean, you look at what what Ray County, the Golden Eagles, uh, were able to do on the season. Uh, they they're allowing some points, you know, allowing double figures in a lot of games. But what they're what they're able to do is score a ton of points. So uh, it looks like about seven games, twenty plus points on the season. I think Oak Ridge is going to battle. I think history shows Oak Ridge is going to be a, be hard to handle. Uh, but give me Ray County. I think uh, I think Ray County ten and one goes to eleven and one uh, here in week number three on Friday the thirteenth. What about that? Did you put that together? Yeah, Friday I the thirteenth. Just did. I just did. That's scary. It's been a rough <laughs> week. It it should. It's only fitting that it would end on Friday the thirteenth. Uh, next one, Loudon. Uh, at Upperman, Upperman and and Loudon uh, on collision courses with the with the tornadoes. Uh, Loudon nine and two, one of those uh, those feel good stories from a year ago, and they kind of continued that this season. Upperman uh, last year was one of those teams that could compete with the tornadoes, and they saw the same thing a lot of people see a running second half clock. But uh, what do you see out of this one, Loudon, a team that that plays tough, plays quick, uh, going to Upperman an eight and three football team. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Redskins in this matchup. Going I mean, with those skins. Yeah, Loudon's been playing really great. Uh, I, you know, I like to compare how teams play the matchups going into the same thing. You know, York Institute was the team Loudon just played last week and beat 42-7, to which Upperman played three weeks prior and only beat 26-21. 
They're allowed in offense is clicking on key all keys right now. You know, their receivers have been having a big game. I forget which uh, what his name is, but the big receiver down there. Uh, I think he had 127 yards, what, four catches on on four catches and two touchdowns. Oh, wow. I mean, incredible stats. He's a big body. I think they said 6'3", 6'4". Can mm-hmm. jump a lot of people. So, like I said, I'm going to lean toward the Redskins in this matchup. I don't I don't dislike that pick. Actually, that's where I'm going with this one. And, and really the reason is they're a 9-2 and two football team, have a COVID loss on their schedule, and a loss to Red Bank, which is a really strong program. Uh, other than that, 42, 28, 41, 41, 55, 38, 35, 44, and 41. That's their output this season. Strong offense and looks like they're holding people uh, to around 11 points per game. So yeah, give me Loudon, give me the Redskins uh, in this big matchup uh, of of really 3A opponents that are, uh, like I said, collision course with the Alcoa Tornadoes. Uh, the next one we're going to skip. 8-3 uh, and three South Doyle uh, heads to Davy Crockett 9-2. Yeah. You, you know, I just like what Clark Duncan does at South Doyle. I just think he's he's really strong, and when he has his guys right, they're a tough team to handle. They play a brand of football that's very fundamental, very physical, and I think it's hard for a lot of people to handle. Eight and three South Doyle, nine and two David Crockett. I'm going to go with South Doyle on the road to get the upset. Yeah, I'm actually going to agree with you here. I mean, South Doyle, yeah, they've. Their record's 8-3 and three on the year. If they roll those throwback unis, like it's over. Yeah. I think they say south of the river or something. They're like, they're awesome. Yeah, but I mean, looking at their their uh, record on the year at 8-3, and three, their two big losses were to Powell and to Knox Central. I mean, two, two really great Powell. teams. So, I mean, looking at David Crockett, Crockett, see uh, some of their losses were to Utawa and Science Hill early in the w- year. And, you know I mean, they've – Played really good, but they've been close against teams like Sevier County and da- Daniel Boone's uh, Tennessee. So, I'm leaning with you. I'm going to agree with you. Let's go South Doyle. South Doyle. Clark Duncan and the boys getting the job done. We'll see. We'll see. I hope I hope we trend right. So, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm counting right, the McMinn County-Dobbins minute game we missed, or we, we, we were different. I don't yep. want to say we missed. I picked Greenback. You picked Coalfield. Yep. You picked Oak Ridge, I picked Ray County, and the rest of them we picked the same. Yeah. So I've got opportunities to fail, and I've got opportunities to win. I, I like it. I like it. This last one, I'm pretty sure uh, there is no differentiation. Uh, Bradley Central, 8-3 and three on the season, uh, comes to Maryville 11-0. and 0. If you look at this pick sheet, the only undefeated team on this pick sheet, 11-0 and 0 Red Rebels. A lot of these one-loss teams, that one loss is to Maryville. Bradley Central, 8-3 and three on the season. One of those losses coming to Maryville. Uh, a second time seeing a team always is a different dynamic. They've got a, a very uh, elusive running back in Javon Burks. Um, but i I just be honest with you, it's just tough, and I don't think I'll do it. I won't do it now, and I probably won't do it much in the future. Uh, I don't know how you go against the Rebels. I mean, it's very much like what we talked about with the Tornadoes. Uh, unless this is Maryville, Oakland, it's not even a question. It's not even a thought. Like I said, I could have circled it, then printed the sheet. Yeah. I mean, I, I got to agree with you. I mean, this game is at Maryville, not at Bradley Central. And we saw the field, and we saw the uh, lovely locker room that the uh, Maryville Rebels got to enjoy during that matchup. You know, in case <laughs> or lack thereof. I was saying, in case you didn't know, the locker room was the benches to the left of the families. and the They were literally grass. the stands, yeah. yeah. 
they were peeweeing it up in the stands and over on the grass to the left of the fans. And also the, what was it, the entryway, they had to come through a gutter, basically, to get back onto the field. Yeah, it was less than ideal. Yeah. Less than ideal. Not to mention the field had the horrible turf monster in the middle. (laughs) Sure enough. Yeah, Yeah. they're literally like if you looked from the visiting side, if you were looking at the yard lines, you thought they were squirrely, like whoever lined the field might have done it, but it was dips because it was just that that kind of, and again, natural turf, big arc or big uh, big crown. Uh, it was it was interesting to say the least. But yeah. Bradley Central is one of two teams this year that took the Rebels to halftime with the lead. Yeah, uh, couldn't hold it in the second half. Actually, it was a second half yeah. uh, runaway by the Rebels. But uh, that running back, that defense, that offensive line, yeah. a lot, uh, a lot of stuff to be positive about. They did knock off Farragut uh, to get to this opportunity, and uh, and like I said with Greenback, the playoffs is zero zero. But it's hard to go against those Red Rebels. I think they took us to halftime, what was it, 13-7? I actually think it was less than that. I think it was like 9-0 or 10-0. I mean, Maryville had it only three possessions in that first half, and two out of three ended with a big fumble at the the midfield and an interception, a deep interception, which, you know, 50-50 ball, I'm going to say Markel Fultonberry is going to get it least nine out of ten times it's just that one great play by a cornerback that smacked it to the safety and you know the only other drive i think maribel had was a uh touchdown so i, I think you're right i think it was like 10 to 7 maybe going into halftime like if you haven't heard those two thumbs chris two <laughs> microphone zero yes yeah, it's, it's right above my paper that's the extra pick yeah. right here we're picking chris over the microphone yeah. here he's he's done got two jabs in but, uh, yeah, I think it's just hard to go against Maribel. And, again, we're, we're going to have a great time calling it tomorrow night. Jude, I probably should have worked out him calling in so he could give us his, his – uh, he's got more than – he's got like three cents. He has more than two cents. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, his fan club will help out with that. Yeah, did, did you uh, did you uh, iron your, your Jude Ellison fan club T-shirt? I have not. I tumble mine. It's, I, I think it works out and better. And you're talking about my T-shirt today. It is red because I have the to go with red the Maribel Rebels. Red Rebels. Red Rebels all day, every day right here. But, uh, you, you know, it's just fun talking prep football. And and you know what? Getting to week 12 of uh, of this season I think is a victory in itself, you know, honestly. So excited about what this weekend looks like. Friday the 13th, going to kind of lock it up, uh, see what round two looks like around East Tennessee, and, uh, and we'll see where the picks lie. Three differences for victory for Chris or three correct picks for me, victory for me. So, hey, let's take our first break of the day. Listen to these fine sponsors. When we come back, we've got a slate of college football games to pick. Who wins, why they win, and then how is Chris going to go against me? We'll talk about it on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. Hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations 
with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire at 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media but if you say i don't like social media but i like podcasts we've got those too you can download the grind podcast on apple podcast and google play music directly from the website it's a one-stop shop for everything the grind check us out online thegrindonsports.com that's thegrindonsports.com we don't always promise to be perfect but we promise to give you our honest opinion This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Chris Hips as we grind it out here on a Thursday edition pick segment. As uh, again, tomorrow will be a pre-recorded uh, version of the grind as we uh, we'll throw it back a little bit. Have a, a, one of our archive shows, one of the local 
uh, legends, you know, whether it's be a Maryville College legend, whether it be a, a, a high school legend in the area, or just a, just a great overall Blunt Countyan uh, on the show. We've got, we got a whole archive section. Uh, we'll throw one in there uh, leading up to what is on this station uh, the Alcoa game, and then on our sister station, WGAP, you can listen to uh, the Red Rebels. So a uh, lot of stuff going on on Fridays uh, here at at Blunt Broadcasting, WGAP, WKVL, and the whole gamut. But, Chris, man, uh, high school had a, a level of structure because a lot of people has been able to play here in the postseason. Uh, college, not so much. Uh, been smooth for a little bit. But the uh, Southeastern Conference had a, they've canceled or postponed more games than they're having this weekend. So uh, had to go a little bit Big Ten, had to go a little bit uh, Pac 12, but uh, we're going to get it in there. Yeah, we're going a little bit out of our uh, wheel route here. So a little it's, uh, I, I don't know, there's songs about it like, uh, I don't know, a little bit country, a little bit rock and roll. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Let's go with the first one. ACC, Miami, the number nine team in the country, Miami, at Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech favored by two and a half in this one. I don't know what's more uh, interesting in this one. The fact that uh, Miami's number nine in the country or the fact that a team that got beat by Liberty is a two and a half point favorite. (laughs) Well, I mean, Miami does have that beautiful uh, turnover chain that they're Throwing out there. I mean, it is kind of epic, honestly. I mean, I would just love to get a turnover just so I could put it in. Like, it started out as a very much what I thought was out of one of those, like, grab machines. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was, like, very plastic looking, very yeah. – but now it's, like, legit. Like, I mean, it's, it's like, encrusted. It's, like, bedazzled. I mean, it's it's serious. It's so legit that I think Snickers came out with their own chain. Too. Is it too legit? Yeah, it's too legit to quit, probably. Right. But <laughs> – Yes, Snickers even came out with their own chain that they give out at the NFL games now. Whoever has the best record in uh, the morning matchups. Well, they call do, what do they call it. Like, has it got a thing? Is it called the Snicker chain or? Oh, I guess the, the Snicker sweet chain. chain. I just know Rex Ryan has been the winner of the last two weeks. Rex Ryan. <laughs> he couldn't coach, but he can pick games. Sure, he can. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. He's probably, Snickers has a lot to do with him picking games, I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, I it's just tough on me. I like Justin Fuente, which is the head football coach at Virginia Tech. Uh, you know, I liked what he was able to do at Memphis, and, and in a lot of ways, I kind of like the option of of his his offense working at Tennessee. But he's been struggling the last few years, especially. Uh, since the D coordinator that, that was there with uh, Beamer for so long, since he's kind of stepped away. Virginia Tech, like I said, takes a loss last week uh, to Liberty. Uh, big big win for Hugh Freeze, bad loss for Virginia Tech. Uh, who do you got in this one, the Hurricanes or the Hokies? I'm going to go with Derek King and the Hurricanes in this matchup. I mean, that offense has been you, you know, flipped incredible. flipped didn't you? No, I stayed with Miami. And, I mean, I I think we were kind of agreeing that Liberty loss is a big loss. You know, Virginia Tech has a lot of players that's been in and out for COVID. You know, they're still trying to, you know, battle through the COVID symptoms for a lot of their players. So, you know, being shorthanded week in and week out has not helped them. But that Miami offense, like I said, has just been clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, I go with Miami. Give me the Canes as well. And, and it's really just for – it's not for what they're doing as much as it's for what Virginia Tech's not doing. So they're they're struggling on a lot of fronts, and Miami seems to be working 
on a lot of fronts. So give me give me the Canes over the Hokies in Blacksburg uh, to get it done. Penn State, uh, we are 0 and 3. Uh, Penn State uh, going to Nebraska. Uh, they're a three point favorite at 0 and 3. Uh, Nebraska again, the home team. Scott Frost, all the hoopla that is. What do you got on this one? Man, Nebraska let me down so bad last week. I mean, I, I really wanted to win. The Kings of Corn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I was so excited. Hey, if you are a Nebraska coach. fan out there, there's a lot of Nebraska stuff at Ross right now. <laughs> Just FYI. Yeah, that and Florida. If you need some Florida stuff. I, you know, Is it at oh, Ross? Yeah. yeah, I always try to tell uh, good old Drell Lundy to go over there and check it out. Yeah, yeah. discount. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm still a little hurt by Nebraska not showing up last week. Uh and I've, I've always had a soft spot for Penn State in my heart. You know, my, my linebacker coach at Crest High School was a Penn State Nittany line. So, what is a Nittany line? I guess it's a line that likes to knit. I don't know. You think it is? I mean, they do wear sweaters a lot I in mean, Pennsylvania. I mean, it looks like a very friendly line. I mean, it's not very ferocious. It just looks like a nice, innocent line. It's always happy. It, it's very uh, trendy. Yeah, trendy. It's a trendy yeah. line. Anyway. Yeah. Sidebar. And I know James Franklin, uh, a lot of questions that came out, especially after last week's loss, but he's going to stick with Sean Clifford out there. Uh, they lost Journey Brown, was retiring. but Like the big red dog, Clifford? What? <laughs> no, no, Sean, Sean Clifford. <laughs> so uh, give me the Nittany Lions in this uh, incredible matchup. Going with the Nittany Lions. Well, good, good. There's something we can disagree on. I'm going to say as Friday the 13th turns 14th, Give me the children of the corn. Give me Nebraska. I like the. I just think the Nittany Lions got a lot of problems, and and in a, a very similar situation that's going in in Knoxville, uh, when things ain't working and you stick with the quarterback, the results probably not going to change. Give me Nebraska to get it done. You're talking like a true Tennessee fan there. Hey, here's the deal. I, I <laughs> it's a, I'm not a veterinarian, but I know a horse's tail when I see one. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So here's the deal. I think Nebraska, I think Scott Frost can work it. It's at home. Uh, it's There's no reason. You, and if he's if he's a, a motivator at all, he needs to look at him and go, listen, we're an underdog to an 0-3 football team. Go prove it wrong. Go yeah. prove them wrong. And so we'll see if he can motivate, if he can get his guys ready to get it done. But I'm going uh, with Nebraska. I'm going with the big red machine. Uh, number 10, Indiana, a seven-point favorite at Michigan State. I know Indiana's having a good season, and I know Michigan State, their their claim to fame this year has been defeating a really uh, lackluster Michigan team. But are they seven points better than the Spartans? No. I mean – Not so fast, nah, my this, friend. This Indiana team, I mean, they've have been had an incredible game, first three games. I mean, they're averaging 37 points a game, and the defense has only given up 20 points a game. Michigan State has just not been the normal Sparties that we've been used to seeing in the last couple of years. You know, uh, battling Penn State's and battling Ohio State's for chances to win the conference. I'm going to stick with Indiana here. They're ranked number 10 for a reason. They're playing incredible ball. Let's go with the Hoosiers. Hoosiers. I'm out. There was a Hoosier daddy joke Hoosiers. coming, but I, I left it alone. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna stick with the Hoosiers as well. They're the number ten ranked team in the country. Uh, again, an asterisk around rankings at this point. But here's why: 
yeah, Michigan State beat Michigan, but they also lost to Rutgers. And sometimes it's not it's not what you are doing, it's what you have done uh, that gives me faith or lack thereof. And I, I say I say Michigan State's struggling. First year head coach Mel Tucker's got to got to get some things going. Uh, he's kind of been at two stops in two years, so we don't really know what the identity of Sparty under Mel Tucker is going to look like. But I think it's going to look like an L. It's going to be. It's going to look like a uh, movement of the number in the right hand column. I think they're going to stick with one win after this weekend. Give me Indiana, the Hoosiers. I don't know that they cover. I don't know that it's pretty, but I think Indiana gets the win nonetheless. So give me the Hoosiers, like you said. The next one on the the list is an even matchup. No. No line to be had on this one. Even Stevens as Illinois, the the Fighting Illini, and the Rutgers Scarlet Knights meet up at Rutgers. Again, Greg Schiano, the head football coach at Rutgers. Every Tennessee fan uh, knows him. Uh, and, and as I always say, Greg Schiano's where he needs to be. And I always use that song, if you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. Rutgers wanted him. Rutgers got him. And now they're uh, they're uh, an even Stevens with Illinois. What about that? Yeah, I mean, this matchup is an zero and three team versus a one and two team. Hey, they beat Smarties. <laughs> yeah, Rutgers. Uh, you know, they just came off a big loss to Ohio State, but in that matchup, they were pretty close at the end of the first half, and then Ohio State does like they always do and turn it up, just like Maribel High School likes to turn it up in turn the second it up. half. Um, Rutgers, though, their loss came to number 10, Indiana, at 37-21. You know, I'm leaning toward Rutgers in this matchup. I, I really like their quarterback, uh, Vidral. He uh, took some big shots in the Ohio State game. He stood in there, uh, made some plays a little bit late in the game for his team. You know, that kind of confidence maybe carry over against Illinois. So, give me Rutgers in this matchup. I swear, like everything tells you to take Rutgers. I mean, Rutgers is scoring more points. They're not giving up as many points. That should be enough to get it, right? That should be where you go. But I can't do it. There's there's a reason why the last two letters of Greg Sheehan no is N and O. It's no, don't pick Rutgers. It's don't take them. So I'm going with the fight in the line. I'm going with Lovey Smith. Give me the fight in the line. Okay. And I'm going with the fact that I said Illinois right like three times so far. Did you, did you hear that? Yeah, you were here. Tony made sure I, I knew how yeah. to say yeah. it's still Illinois to most people I know, Illinois. though. Illinois. It's an S. Illinois. It's not Illa. It's, it, if, I feel like if it was supposed to be Illinois, it would be I-L-L-I-N-O-Y. I mean, you, you following me there? Yeah. I feel like it was meant to be <coughs> Illinois the whole time. But anyway. Nonetheless, I'm going to go with the Illini. Give me Lovey Smith. Give me the beard over Greg Schiano and Rutgers. Boom, chakalaka. Yeah, no. yeah it's probably going to be a loss, whatever. <laughs> Louisville. Louisville, Louisville. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the guys from Kentucky right across the street from Churchill Downs headed to Virginia to take on Bronco Mendenhall's Cavaliers. Three-and-a-half-point favorite is Virginia and Louisville. Again, a, 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 I think, what's his name, Satterfield, a head football coach, former Appy State head football coach. Uh, yeah. Does he get it done? Does Bronco get the Cavaliers rocking like he can? Uh, I think at Virginia, it's a tough sell to go against them. Give me the Cavaliers. I, I like the Cavaliers in this one. Yeah, not so fast, my friend. <laughs> you know, um, Louisville. 
I'm really liking the. You know who's still. you know who's at Louisville right now? Who's at Louisville? Braden Carnes. Braden Carnes. Greenback. Yeah, I mean, I just really like to play a Malik Cunningham, their quarterback. Uh, he's almost got a, going short of two thousand yards already in the season with fifteen touchdowns. Um, he's got the offense clicking. You know, their defense has been suspect, but they they have had one quality loss, if you want to look at it that way, a twelve to seven loss to number four Notre Dame, who just actually upset Clemson last week. Really? Yes. Hmm. But hmm. It's, we go, you know, like I was telling somebody at work, that's a Clemson team without Trevor Lawrence, so. I think that's a, that's an asterisk. I mean, yeah. you, it's 2020 and no Trevor Lawrence. Is it really like it's like? Is it really Christmas? It's really yeah. not. That'd be like Alabama losing, you know, Matt Jones right now. How good is the backup with minimum experience? Yeah, I, I mean, I honestly think it's. I'm trying to I'm trying to put something in like the NFL ranks. Like it would be almost like Baltimore losing Lamar Jackson. It would be like Tampa Bay yeah. losing Tom Brady. I just don't think, even though. Even though it's still a five-star quarterback, it's still a, a Division yeah. One athlete. He's just that guy's not played in two national championship games against Alabama. Well, and it's you all, know what I'm saying. Yeah, and it's all about uh, realism too. I mean, you, you, how often has he started with the first-string receivers? And you know, Etienne. You know, there's a couple of times in that Notre Dame game. You know, just the handoffs with Etienne was kind of suspect. You know, that's how many reps have they had together? So. You know, Trevor Lawrence, he seems to just know where his receiver's going to be. Uh, Mari Rogers, um, trying to think of the other guy, number one, Davis. You know, they're just yeah, always Davis. open. You know, it seems when Lawrence needs them. So, like I said, I could see Clemson doing a whole lot better, you know, in future games with Lawrence returning here in the next week. I don't know. And we didn't put this game. Of course, we didn't put any. Uh, we didn't put Notre Dame on this list, but yeah. uh, I I don't know I I kind of secretly kind of medley love the fact that Notre Dame won that game, and the reason yeah. I say that is it puts them in position to get teed up here in a, in a few in a couple months. Yeah, but then at the same time, that that was just a uh, eye awakener for Clemson, and it's probably going to spark them into. Because uh, I think I think they may see each other again in the ACC championship yeah, a game with. Uh, Notre Dame joining the ACC, they were put in the coastal bracket, which would be opposite of the Atlantic bracket that the uh, Clemson's in. So they, there's a good possibility they'll meet up in the ACC championship in Charlotte. Hey, there it is. But let's uh, we're gonna have to tune it up. We got seven more games, and we got about 13 minutes. So uh, let's just actually, we've got to get one more break in. Let's go ahead and take that right now. Come back, shotgun style the rest of these games, and like I was expecting. Probably not going to get to NFL, but we'll do so at some point. We may we may just have to pick them on, on Facebook or something. Okay. Anyway, let's take us a break. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, more college football picks and more ways that Chris can pick me, uh, pick over me. I don't I don't know. It's it's just not really good for me. But we'll be right back. You don't want to miss it.
Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire at 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maribel. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865-389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. Pick day Thursday has uh, has nearly come to an end as we're 10 minutes till the top of the hour and seven games left to pick. Again, remember tomorrow's grind will be a pre-record. Again, still great content as it's a local legend always on the archive section of the grind. Uh, but just check it out tomorrow, 5 to 6, as we, as myself, Chris, and Jude Ellison will be on our way to Maryville High School to call those Red Rebels home. So, uh, anyway, let's get back to the pick segment. Baylor at Texas Tech. Texas Tech, a two-point favorite, honestly, on the sheet for the tight line. Not necessarily any reason to pick. So, who you got? I love Charlie Brewer. I like the Baylor offense. So I'm taking the Bayes. Going with Dave Aranda's Baylor Bears. I'm going to go with Texas Tech. I have no reason to really pick that. It's just I like their uniforms better, like the guy on the horse. They're at home. Why not? 
Absolutely. Uh, the next one, number 23, Pat Fitzgerald's two-and-a-half-point favorite Northwestern Wildcats, right? Yes. They're the Wildcats at Purdue. I like Purdue. I like Jeff Brom. I love the train tracks around the, the stadium or around the field, the little marker-ish. But I don't know that what goes on inside the train tracks is good enough to get it done. Give me Northwestern. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on this one. I, I like Northwestern in this matchup. Northwestern, the pick of the group. Uh, Pittsburgh, seven-point favorites at Georgia Tech in Atlanta. Uh, what do you – I mean, what do you got on that one? I'm going to go with the uh... – favorite here i'm gonna go with the pittsburgh team in this matchup so i went with georgia tech for one reason and one reason only jeffy mack doesn't like pittsburgh he likes everything else about that city except the u of Pitt. they don't have tony dorsett they don't have johnny majors yeah. so they i don't think they have a win give me georgia tech i'm probably wrong on that one but hey nonetheless uh whisk i'm gonna go utah at UCLA, Utah, the Utes, three-point favorites at Chip Kelly's UCLA Bruins. Who you got? Yeah, I've never been a UCLA fan. Uh, I, I really like the Utes in this matchup. I went with the Utes as well. I, I just think uh, they, they just have a consistency about them. And, and Chip Kelly, I think his ship sailed. People's figured out his 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 version of, of the what is now common RPO system. And I think uh, Utah gets it done. California, uh, Justin, what is his last name? I just drew a blank. Former defensive coordinator at Tennessee. Uh, Justin Wilcox, head football coach at California, heading to Herm Edwards. You play to win the game, Arizona State Sun Devils. Sun Devils four-point favorite. Do you go with the Bears of Cal or do you go with the Sun Devils? Well, you play to win the game, right? So Play to win the game. I love Herman. I think he's a great coach. He's really turned the Sun Devils around, so give me Arizona State. I, I'm. Uh, I actually went with Justin Wilcox. Give me the Cal Bears. I think he's got them playing tough. Uh, it's tough to go on the road and win, but I, I just like Justin. I thought he. Uh, I was mad when he left, but a few years later, I knew why he left. So uh, that that kind of worked out in his favor. He's the head football coach now at Cal. The two games last on the schedule. That's why we ran through the rest of the games is to give us ourselves some time to talk. Number thirteen, Wisconsin. At Michigan, at the big house, Wisconsin comes into this thing a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Didn't get to play there for a little bit as they had a little bit of a COVID outbreak. So they have a, a, a chip on their shoulder to come back and fight. Michigan's got to get a win. Jim Harbaugh has to get a win. They lose this ball game. We're not only worried about does he keep his job at the end of the season, we're worried if he makes it to the end of the season. Do you agree? Yeah, my question here was how much longer is hardware going to last if they do lose this matchup? Um, I work with a big Michigan fan. You know, it has a lot of family up in Michigan that are right outside of the Ann Arbor area. And, I mean, there, there's been petitions signed. I think they said close to 20,000 signatures on a petition for Harbaugh to be gone. I mean, it's getting to that point where he just well, – I think we said it the other day, he's 3-10 and 10 now against top 10 opponents. Uh 18 and 29 overall against ranked opponents. I mean, you just, he's not able to get the big win. He can't beat Ohio State, which is a promise he made to the Michigan faithful. So I'm it's, actually going to go with Wisconsin in this matchup. Yeah, it's less than ideal, honestly. It's it's not a good situation for Harbaugh. I like it because I'm just, Charles Woodson put me against the, <laughs> the Wolverines. So uh, I, I, uh, I went with Michigan, and it's just because the back's against the wall. The quarterback for Wisconsin, that, that seems to be a difference maker. Uh, still not able to go, I don't think. 
Uh, it's kind of a questionable whether he can go this weekend or not, but I'm going to go with the Wolverines uh, to, to, again, fend off elimination of their head coach uh, this weekend. And then the last matchup, Arkansas at Florida. Florida a huge favorite here, 17.5 points. Uh, Felipe Franks making his return to the Swamp uh, for the first time. And uh, and Sam Pittman, post-COVID, uh, Arkansas Razorback team heads to Gainesville. What do you got here and why? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at, was this going to be the game for Felipe Franks to get his revenge, uh, you know, the – hate that he uh, spewed toward the end of his career at Florida. You know, he left a sour note. So being a defensive player myself, you know, when your ex-quarterback that you put all this faith into uh, spews a little bit of hatred towards you, you're going to come out with a little bit more fire. I think that defense has turned a new leaf starting last week. Uh, and, and, you know, Trask is just playing remarkably amazing. I mean, he's owning any SEC record right now uh, faster than – Joe Burrow's record last year. I mean, I know Pitts is going to be questionable for this game with the concussion, but having a big uh, Keymore Gamble, a 6'4", tight end that can step in, that loaded offense, I mean, I could see Gators easy covering the spread as well. We've also we've always talked about it. You, you know, in at Florida schools, if you get a good coach in there, uh, you can go 100 miles around campus and get a national championship. It's just that athletically uh, gifted of a state. You're you're touching Georgia, which is another great athletic state. And, and honestly, uh, I think Dan Mullins is is doing what it takes. You know, there's been some questionable, you know, comments and different things, but he's got them going. Uh, I think you can take any of the uh, Felipe Frank's comments or or fuel that he would like yeah. to bring to Gainesville, and you can throw it in the trash can. Or the Trask can, however you want to say that. But uh, I think I think Florida is rocking. I think they're going to get it done. I think the fuel is uh, Felipe is going to come in hot. Let's make him. Let's expose some things. Uh, I think uh, what he can do. Uh, Florida's going to try to take that away. So I go with the Gators. And yeah, I think they go big because Florida. Um, again, clicks when uh, when when they need to, and that's that's a that's a I guess a calling card of a Dan Mullins offense. Yeah, I can agree with that. Absolutely, but uh, but Chris, thanks for coming in. It's always fun to pick, and uh, and again, we got a big night tomorrow night, round two of the TWSWA playoffs around the state. So again, if you're uh, if you're out and about, or if you want to get tickets, you got to order playoff tickets through the TWSWA. So check your uh, your local. Uh, team pages if you can or if not uh, you can check it out through the TSSAA but if you can't get out and you want some high school football you can either catch the Alcoa Tornadoes right here on WKVL I think it's a 6.30 pregame start time Uh, Marty and Heath be on the call there for the Alcoa game Uh, or you can flip over to our sister station 105.9 FM or 1400 AM and catch Rebel Radio WGAP. Myself, Chris Hibbs, and Jude Ellison uh, on the call for the Red Rebels matchup with the Bradley Bears. Both of those uh, available here in Blount County, and 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 really a pretty good reach. Uh, a couple days ago, one of my one of my coworkers on my daily grind uh, told me they were in in the Bearden community listening yeah. to the show. I thought that was a that was a good reach. Yeah, we're getting uh, we had uh, what over a hundred. Listeners, the uh, last couple of games, Maryville games, and I mean, we had them all the way down to Myrtle Beach. Uh, yeah, Surfside, uh, South Carolina, like that's uh, that's been a common one. Was it Colorado? I think yeah, it was Colorado. Yeah, we've had a we've had a Vegas. Yeah, we've had a we've had a couple out in the uh, western side of 
And again, uh, you know, shameless plug. If you uh, if you follow Rebel Radio WGAP on Facebook or Twitter, give us a comment during the game. We'll shout you out uh, during the broadcast. Again, uh, tomorrow night, 6.30, either here for Alcoa or on our sister station, WGAP, for the Red Rebels. But, hey, for Chris Hibbs, I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you've listened to the Thursday edition of The Grind. If you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and, yes, grind on. We'll see you tomorrow. You don't want to miss it.